You don't have to look too far to find a clinic touting how vitamin B12 shots can boost energy, which in turn boosts mood. B12 plays a crucial role in our bodies and our mental wellness. But do you really need a B12 shot? And can it really boost your mood? Let's find out. So today we are talking about vitamin B12, which sounds really not sexy. The way you said that, vitamin B12, that sounded really not sexy. Like, welcome to the Snooze Fest episode. But when we talked about this initially, we were really excited because there are so many people that get B12 shots. Yes. And I I mean, I've done it before. And I'm always like, is this doing anything? Do I need this? And when we say shots, we're not talking about the shot you take at the bar. No. We're talking about, like, you go to one of those, like, IV you know, therapy type places, you know, those like they're the equivalent to me of like a walk-in clinic, but for like fatigued or hungover or I just had the stomach flu. Yes. You know, situations. Yes. Or you go, you go to a shady medical clinic. Yeah. Out on the outskirts of town. They're selling diet pills and B12 shots. Yeah. Or even though. I've never been there. I'm just saying that is the only other place I know to get them. I saw. At a doctor's office, I don't know which doctor's office it was, but I saw at a doctor's office a thing that said that they offer B12 shots. I think there are some, like, mainstream doctors who are very good practicing doctors who now offer it because people ask for it. And, you know, it's billable. It's exactly. It's like, it's a great moneymaker. Anyway, we and are off topic. We are. But we're talking about B12 because we are so intrigued by the B12 shots, and I know other people are, too. And I've never really been able to determine if it does anything to me internally, but also I've never been able to determine that in research. Yeah. But I know, you know, a lot of people get an energy boost. And I think I do get an energy boost after I have one, which that's always going to boost my mood because I'm going to be uber productive and I'm on the go and I'm going to get stuff done. Yes. So, you know... But there's also some, it seems like some of the language I've seen is that it's not just that connection of the energy, getting the energy and that boosts your mood. It's just they're literally saying like, oh, here, you're going to get some energy and also you're going to boost your mood. Like marketing is like a product for depression or something. Yeah, exactly. And so that was really what, that was what intrigued me. But also when I saw in this place where I've been trying out my cryotherapy Mm -hmm. which we'll get to in a further episode but um I I thought to myself I was like is this safe I mean like is it worth it is it safe you know and and that was kind of like my perspective of it and so hearing that you've tried it I'm like oh you always let me try everything first because I'll take anything I do (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I try it. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Well, let's jump on into it. Yeah. So B12 is a water soluble vitamin. um, And it's one of those that if you ever explored like a vegetarian or a vegan diet, you're probably more familiar with with at least it's like more in your purview than if you are an omnivore. And that's because B12 is found in animal products like Fish, Only found meat, in animal poultry. products. Yes, and dairy products. Yeah. That's it. It's not in. It's not in plants. It's not in grains. It's you know. I guess grains yeah. are so plants. So the two but... big issues you worry about with strict vegetarians are usually iron and B twelve. Yes. Now you can get it in fortified breakfast cereals, uh, and also fortified nutritional yeast. Which I mean, mm-hmm. I've purchased nutritional yeast. I never looked. Yeah, to I wonder see how much of that you have to eat though. 
Yeah, how much do you have to eat and how much, how much do you eat. really absorb? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they actually, they do say that they're highly bioavailable. So I guess they're putting a form in there that's available. But still, how much nutritional yeast can one really consume? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's the real point here. Yeah. When you look at the food sources that vitamin B12 is naturally in, it is like very available in dairy products. Um, and then it, although it's concentrated in meat, fish, and poultry, the bioavailability is the, the scientific term is yeah. a little bit lower in those. So, and we're not great on our dairy these days. No, I mean, particularly down on dairy. with all of the like alternative mm -hmm. product, like plant-based milks yeah. and yogurts and stuff. I feel like people are experimenting with those more and more. Um, and we also know that some people really don't care for fish. <clears throat> Thanks, Briarly. <laughs> um, okay, so then there is a stat that we found that B12 from supplements is about 50% higher in terms of like its availability really? than it is from food sources. That's shocking because most of your supplements, their bioavailability, which if people were just talking dietitian terms, but that's how, so you take, you eat a nutrient or you take a nutrient, but that doesn't mean your body can absorb and use all that you take. Yes. So the bioavailability is that percentage that your body can actually use. And usually it is lower for supplements. Usually food is more bioavailable. Right. The nutrients are. Right. Did I get that right? Yeah. Okay. You're also Thanks. the I professor pulled... that can explain okay. it really, really well. I was <laughs> not going to do that pretty of a job. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's talk about why do we need B12 to begin with. Um, and y'all, it does some really key things. Like you need it. Um, yes. It's required for development, myelination of your nerve, um, neurons, nerve cells. Um, plays a key role in just your central nervous system and how it functions. Um, it's involved in red blood cell formation. It is involved in DNA synthesis. You don't want to be lacking in your B12. Um, and I read something that said, you know, a lack of B12 can affect every aspect of your daily function, your mood, your energy levels, your neurological function, your DNA replication, you don't want any of that messing up. No, I don't. I don't need that. I don't need that on top of the other I don't, stuff. no. But also, when you hear, like, why you need B12, it's very obvious why, if you are a vegetarian or a vegan, that getting B12 as a supplement is so important. Yes. So. Yes, yes, yes. Um, there's another thing, though, when it comes to B12, and Carolyn, you can speak to this much better than I can, but there are different forms. There are different forms of B12, and um, I know this because I'm very interested in the MTHFR gene, um, or the gene error, what do you call it? Um, malfunction. What yeah, do yeah. I, I don't know. They call it the mother effer gene. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I just know it as and the mother. I discovered it in, in just my kid's health journey, and I needed to find out if my daughter had it. And so I was able to pull pull it from my data from 23andMe and figure out that I had one um, of the 
MF or jeans. Yeah. And so I knew that she at least had one. She did, I didn't I didn't know she had both. So I, but I knew she at least had one. And the reason we were talking about this on the B12 is because when you have that um, gene malfunction, your body cannot methylate things as well. And that's usually a form. It's a chemical reaction. It's a way you break down things, specifically how your body kind of breaks down or uses folate and B12. Those are two key things that need to be methylated in order for your body to use them. So if you don't get the right form, your body can't, your body doesn't have the capability of methylating them. So you have to get a form that's already methylated. Which we've talked about before when we talked about B vitamins, folate in general. And you can find supplements that outline that. Yes. Yes, you can. Um, now, the other thing is you need, you have to have folate in order to absorb B12. But folate's got the same methylation issue if you have this gene defect. So you first got to make sure you're getting a methylated form, a form of folate that's already methylated. You're getting enough of that so that you even have the capabilities to use the methylated B12 that you're taking. So my question, because I just, I can't remember, is are people who have depression or anxiety or another mental health condition more likely to have the MT. There is a the, definite association between, there's a lot of interesting associations between having one or two of those gene, um, I keep saying malfunctions, that's not the proper word, but y'all know what I mean, um, and health issues, like you are um, greater risk for having miscarriages. Mm. They have found, you know, they can't say cause or effect or anything, but associations, they have found that, you know, yes, there's a higher risk of suffering from a mental health condition like depression or anxiety. Okay. Really is fascinating and it's uh, it's it's all kinds of health issues. It the MTHFR gene in and of itself or genes like we need to do a podcast episode on yes, that. We do. But I but what I feel like I've really learned from you is because and I had thought you had said that there was that link between the two or that association rather that because there is that association that if you do have anxiety or depression or you've had it in the past or you're predisposed to it you really might want to consider look and and you're taking supplements like you really might want to consider making sure yes. that you aim for one of these methylated versions I know what you're referring to yes it plays a key role because b12 and folate are two vitamins that play a role think of like your brain and your neurotransmitters as like three different gears and they've all got to turn like if one gets stopped the other one can't turn can't turn okay b12 and folate are involved in those so if you can't break down if you can't methylate the b12 and folate that you are taking then you can't use either of those nutrients so the gears come to a stop so you don't have the neurotransmitters that you need got it which is why it's linked to depression and anxiety got it Okay, so when it comes to B12 and folate too, but oh, we've totally confused people. We've probably no, I don't think you have, but I probably <laughs> have. But when it comes to to B12, like if you are like 
we've talked about why you need it, but also when you go to get it, you might want to be looking for these methylated yes. forms. And one of the easiest way, there's several different forms, but if you look just for methyl, um, in B12's front. name is cobalamine, the long, it's long formal name. Did I say that right? I think so. I don't, just you want to see methyl before that. Yeah. Um, and methylfolate before it. Before it. the word methyl before right. it. That means it's already been methylized. <laughs> And there are. That's why I started buying Smarty Pants, because that brand had the methylated forms. Yes. And what I do love, too, about Smarty Pants is that it's – well, first of all, I, I like their product line. But it's just easy to go with, like, okay, I know a brand name. I don't have to turn over this, the, yes. the bottle and look too intensely yes. for it. And I would say the same thing for any of the other supplements we've talked about. Like, oh, there's different types of magnesium. We've talked about that. Like, just give me a brand name, please. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about, so there's different forms, but that was just a little primer on the forms. If you don't have that defect, then you can take any form that's in a supplement. Um, but how much do you really need, and do we really need it? Like, are most yeah. of our diets, are we getting ample B12? Like, are we just taking extra or... Could we be using this extra B12 in a shot or supplement? Yeah. So the like the government's RDA is 2.4 micrograms. But interestingly, there and we uh, we'll give a little bit more context there. Actually, let's do that right now. So um, average intakes from food are 5.9 micrograms for men and 3.78 for women. So your average intake from your food is higher than what the recommended daily allowance yeah. is. But sometimes that recommended daily allowance, I've learned, that's just the minimum or that's the ideal amount they think will keep 98% of the population healthy. Yes. So it doesn't mean it's the optimal amount. Correct. And that is what I have very much learned over the past couple of years. It does not necessarily mean it's the optimal amount. And we we talked about that at length when we've talked about vitamin D, mm -hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Don't get yeah. me on that. But what I found really, really intriguing when we were looking up, like, the, the actual amounts is that there isn't an upper limit at all for vitamin B12. And most nutrients have an upper limit. And the upper limit meaning, like, do not go above this or there can be negative side effects. Yes. Like, we talked about that with vitamin D. Like, do not go above, like, 4,000 IU. Yeah. Like, can't it's do it, don't do it. It's the one thing I teach my students. Like, when we're talking about, I'm like, look, if you're going to take a supplement, look up the UL first. Do not go above it. Yeah. But for B12, there's no UL. And actually, like, what it says on the government website is that they did not establish a UL for vitamin B12 because of its low potential for toxicity. Even at large doses, vitamin B12 is generally considered to be safe because the body does not store excess amounts. It's a water-soluble vitamin. So basically that means that if you have adequate amounts and you're overdosing it, you're going to pee it out. Yeah. But, like, is there another vitamin that you know of that doesn't have a UL? No, no that is rare. That is rare. rare. No, which that, is probably good, I guess, since supplements have a lot more than the RDA in them. Remember yes. the RDA is 2.4 micrograms, and you found that a B12 shot typically has 5,000 yeah. micrograms. Yeah. So it's a good thing they're in a UL, I guess. Yeah, and also the thing, too, with the injections is that it bypasses all that absorption. Oh, so it goes straight, and that makes sense. Yeah, like any other 
injection, yeah. right? You don't have to worry about mm-hmm. your digestive tract breaking it down and being absorbed. Mm-hmm. And Now, you still need – I think you still need a form that your body can use. Yeah. Um, so you it has to convert it to a form. Yeah. But it doesn't have to go through the digestive process. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. So um, – So official deficiency, like being – like being diagnosed as deficient is rare. Yes. But this is like several nutrients. It's like magnesium. It's like vitamin D. The data suggests that most of us are not getting adequate amounts. We're not deficient, but we are getting low or marginal amount so like we could do better yeah we're like there's a suboptimal thing going on there we could step it up the statistic is 40 percent in western populations wow that's pretty high yeah is like and and it's like it totally reminds me of the conversation that we've had about magnesium yeah um now the other challenge with vitamin b12 is that as you get older you absorb it like your absorption is gets even worse if you're taking it through food and supplements right because there's a compound in your gi tract that you need to help break it down and that compound it's made it's triggered by stomach acid and you make less stomach acid as you get older yeah look at this this is like our like our like original nutrition training is like really coming back here this is the stuff like i remember learning this stuff i'm feeling dr hodges in her moo moo (laughs) And what are those hush puppies, those shoes that lace up? Oh, my gosh. And she would go off on us about professional dress. She's in her pantyhose, her muumuu, and her lace-up comfortable professional shoes. And she used to preach just about professional dress. Was, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. I uh, Rest in peace, Dr. Hodges. I had a professor whose name is totally blanking me right now, but he who taught me this stuff about B12 – who um, his research was on chickens, mm. and he had, like, uh, reddish graying hair that was thin and very um, – it was long, but he liked to wear it, like, kind of, like, mad scientist spiky. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was a great professor, but, yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I, can, I can picture it exactly in my mind sitting in his – lecture hall yeah yeah anything that messes with if you like you have an issue affecting your digestive tract that it you know particularly the part where it absorbs nutrients that can alter how well you absorb b12 b12 but on the other hand this isn't going to affect an injection right right but like if you had like an h pylori infection as -hmm. an example like that would be that your digestive tract yeah People may not know that's in your digestive yeah, tract that causing an ulcer. Yes, that could impact how well you're able to absorb it. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you for making that connection with to the ulcer because I'm like, oh, I feel like people know about like H. pylori if they've had it, if they've it's had an ulcer, not, or if they have like reflux or something, they might be familiar it's with not it. Something in most people's like just vocabulary that they've heard, you know, several times. Just talk about it month, casually on a yeah. Friday afternoon, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. We could probably all stand to have more. We're probably meeting the RDA. We could probably use more, though, and there's no upper limit. So what did you find out, Briarly, about the connection with, you know, not getting enough B12 or B12 deficiency and mental health? So 
It's interesting. And I feel like this is a story that we've shared before, or this is like, Uh-oh. you know, like we've, we've gone down this path. This, you've heard this on other episodes. So basically. I feel like it is a little like B, uh, vitamin D. Yeah. Like, yeah. Echoing the same thing as magnesium. It's echoing the same yeah. pattern. Exactly. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, go back and listen to them when you're done listening to this one. Um, mostly just so that you can understand how important vitamin D and magnesium also are. There was a study where they looked at people who were depressed. And what they found was they they then segmented them out. The people that had deficiency in vitamin B12 were excluded from the study. Okay. And then they looked at the different B12 levels and what they and and then supplemented the that group, the ones that weren't deficient. Oh. And had had subclinical. Yeah, and had depressed. Yeah, subclinical. That is the word, said. right? So like not deficient, but on that I feel low like you're struggling a little the today. low end of the range. <laughs> I think I am too. <laughs> I'm trying not to get too sciencey, and we've got all these like sciencey notes stuff in pulled. front of us. So everybody was depressed. <laughs> they took the people who didn't, ha- who had subclinical, subclinical levels. All the deficient of, people were kicked out. They were all kicked out, and then they gave those people with the subclinical. Some of them gave a vitamin B12 supplement, and some of them didn't. And what they found was the people that they supplemented with the B12 actually improved their scores where they the scores depression where they scores. measure their depression improve their depression scores like significantly more so if 40% of us are subclinical then it probably wouldn't hurt exactly to have a supplement my whole roundabout way of getting to it was exactly what you said like if you it's not going to hurt yeah, it's you know, gonna. It it might not make a significant difference, but it's not gonna. It's hurt. not gonna hurt. Yeah, and I think the biggest takeaway people need to know from this episode is what matters is the form. Yes, the form is what matters the most. In case you have the MTHFR right um, gene, and if you have anxiety and depression, or sorry, yes. anxiety or depression, your likelihood of having the MTHFR gene is higher. Yes. So, yes. for extra yes. safety. So, here's the thing. I get a B12 shot occasionally, and I called them. I go to a, um, a local place. I know it's, a, it's owned by a doctor in town. His wife, who's a nurse, runs the clinic, HydroLive, um, which I think you go to their site here in Birmingham. I go to their site here yeah. in Birmingham, yeah. So I called her and said, hey, I have this genetic defect, this genetic, this gene, Um is there, is there any point to me getting, you know, what form is the B12 in if I come get this injection? Is there any, you know, here's what I have. She didn't know much about it. She jumped on it, though, and researched it. You know, I was like, I have to have a methylated form. And she called me back, and she said, you don't need the regular B shot. They have a regular B shot, and they have a B shot with a fat burner or a B shot fat burner, which, yeah. you know, is a dietitian. Like, uh. Uh, yeah, said, I would just you not even touch it. You don't need the regular one because it's not methylated. You need the fat burner version because it includes the methylated form of B12. Interesting. Never would have, yeah. Never, so yeah, then, never. I would yeah. have been like, no, I'm not falling prey to that yeah. fat burner. So you want to see, the easiest way, there's other forms, but the names are long. The easiest way is you want to see the word methyl, and B12's proper name is cobalamin, so you want to see something methyl cobalamin. Just see methyl before 
Yes. Cobalamine. And probably also methylfolate. Yes. If you're taking a multivitamin, yes. Make sure you are not taking folic acid. You need methylated um, folate. And again, there's others. Methyl is just the key word to look for. Yes. So after all of this, I feel like what I have deduced is I might try the B12 shot. Yeah. And I am not worried. Like that, that initial question I had, like, is this really safe? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I'm like, why am I not doing this every month? Did you find out anything about frequency? Because that's what I've wondered. So what I read injections. was what I read with the injections was mostly just like experts who had written about what they uh, recommend. More yeah, much more anecdotal. And they were saying that I think that it was somebody, uh, it was a doctor from the Mayo Clinic was talking about how you should, what he recommends is doing shots, um, like regular shots, the, the regular shots for a few months. I think he said three months. But the pace within that, like whether it was weekly or biweekly or whatever, I don't recall. And honestly, even if I did, I probably wouldn't want to say it because I feel like that's way too prescriptive for us to be saying on a podcast. And I'm already overscheduled and I'm assuming everyone else is. So I think if I can get there once a month, that's good for me. Yeah. But he did, he did, I remember it was like what he recommended was like really like doubling down on it for a short, for a short period, period then, of time and then you can yeah stretch okay. it out okay well thank you okay guys so if anybody has made it to the end of this after all our rambling <laughs> i hope you have and our and our sciencey talk yes sorry I got into science today um i hope you enjoyed it and it's helpful and we'll see y'all next week bye Thank you so much for joining us for the Happy Eating Podcast. I'm Briarly Horton. And I'm Carolyn Williams. If you liked this week's episode, then don't forget to rate and leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a new episode. We can't wait to have you back at our table next week for a brand new episode. Bye. Bye. The contents discussed in the Happy Eating Podcast, such as advice, studies, text, graphics, images, and other material discussed or presented on the site or podcast are for informational purposes only. Content is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Happy Eating Podcast. If you are in crisis or think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK, that's 8255, to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.